What is up, everybody? Welcome to Bench Chatter, the common man's NBA podcast. And Noah, it is good to be back. We've got basketball again on the horizon. How does that make you feel? You know, we took a nice little summer vacation, Colin. I think our last pod was in June. I think Um, so. It feels good that the NBA is almost back, um, almost a a week from today. We will have NBA to watch again, Colin. We will. It, it feels so soon, especially because I think we're finally out of the COVID calendar right now, right? Or was was last year a normal calendar? Does June just feel like it was that recent to me? Last year was normal, but, like, guys were still missing games, you know? Yeah, okay. I, it just it feels like it was so recent, you know? I, I feel like just... Not that long ago, we watched the Warriors clap it up for the fourth of this dynasty. So, it uh, it's it's weird to be back. It's good to be back. I'm excited. I I think this is it's going to be another good NBA season. You know, I I think that there's not clear favorites. I think there's a lot of teams going to be competitive. I'm just I'm excited for basketball again, Noah. How could I not be? Season three of Bench Chatter underway Colin this is the first episode of season three I know I'm gonna have to make that change yeah everybody's gonna be seeing season three it's it's wild Noah that what we we started this podcast two years ago now three years ago is there yeah two two years ago officially two years ago officially but on the third season that's that's wild look how far we've come From a small podcast to a slightly larger podcast. Slightly larger podcast. A podcast that at least the Reddit Fantasy Basketball subreddit somewhat relies on. Somewhat relies on. And I will take that. I will take that to the bank. That's all Uh, you can ask for. No, that is all we can ask for. And I think that's all we ever hoped. I mean, actually, we we hoped that we could quit our day jobs. Um, uh which I, I think both of us ha- have done in some capacity, at least, but not for, um, not not to pursue a career in fantasy basketball podcasting, which is slightly upsetting. Um, and Noah, on that note, I, I think we should announce there's going to be a slight change to how we do the pod this year. Uh, we're still going to give you two episodes a week, committed to that, but Noah is definitely going to take the forefront on the Sunday fantasy podcasts i'll i'll hop in every once in a while but we just kind of realized noah is just way more um motivated on that kind of stuff and he just knows way more um and and i've just got some stuff that's making me a little bit busier so you know i always have more fun just talking ball with noah and and shooting the shit so definitely still staying on for that and i'll be in and out of the the fantasy pods but noah is definitely going to take the the hand on that for this season is that fair to say Noah yeah and I actually now that I don't have you holding me back Colin (laughs) (laughs) um I've actually I've been I've been cooking up an idea in my head Um, okay this is gonna get we can talk a little real life here Colin but it feels like I've switched back to the morning shift now and it feels like you know the the day after you get off work Colin is so short you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just today I get off work, I go to the gym, I get home, I shower, and I look at the clock and I'm like, damn, it's already 8 o'clock. Like, yeah. I gotta go to bed soon. Um, 
so I think I'm I'm attempting to make a lifestyle change, Con, because okay. in the mornings I really give myself enough time to basically shower, get dressed, and then mm-hmm. leave to go to work. Um, and yeah. get to work yeah. with like five and minutes that's what before I do. Yeah. I'm scheduled to work. Um, and I kind of want to make a change um, to my life. I think I'm going to start waking up earlier, Colin, and attempting to just do things in the morning before work. Oh, yeah. um, just so you know, my day feels a little bit more. Because I think if I do stuff before work, you know, I'm more prepared to actually go to work. I won't, mm-hmm. you know, I wake up for the first five minutes I wake up, Colin. I just sit in bed and think about, should I quit my job? Right. And I even like my job, but I still just don't <laughs> want to actually get up and go to work. Yeah. Um, so with this extra, you know, hour, I've been thinking I'm going to add to my life, Con. I've been thinking about potentially doing a, you know, daily fantasy episode where oh, really? I recap the games from last night. I recap the games from last night, and then we look forward to, you know, the yeah, um, that okay. night's games. I give you guys some potential, you know, people to pick up for that day. Um, wh- wh- what do you think about that idea, Colin? The, no, the episodes would probably max like 10, 15, 20 Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I feel like that's that might even be more beneficial for like fantasy basketball because you, you're getting the day's news. Because, you know, I, especially like when, when we're looking week to week, you know, I think uh, where I struggled with, I, I, I found that like by the time we got to like week 11, week 12, a lot of our advice was similar. Because we were looking at a week's projection, you know, it, it felt like it got to be very slim pickings as to what we could actually advise. And, you know, I think the most beneficial advice we, we give and gave was how to, to match up your schedules and how to optimize players. Because, you know, by the time you get to February, I feel like lineups are, are pretty locked in and other than the... <clears throat> you know, major injuries that come across and, you know, you're, you're highlighting guys who are going to step in. It, it It's tough to to find ways on a week-by-week basis to add <laughs> Or writing about teams. Marvin Bagley for the yeah, first exactly, time this season. Yeah, exactly, Yeah, just like hammering home how, <laughs> how I thought Marvin Bagley could still be good and, you know, he just never, never really wanted to prove me right. But I think, you know, like, especially 10 minutes, I feel like that's so easy to tune into. You're getting what you need to for the day. You know, you're, you're going to give that little recap of the games before, you know. You're, you're getting, like, a, a little bit of a sports center fantasy basketball vibe. I love it. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so don't quote me on it, but I am going to attempt to do that once the season starts next week. Um, will probably be a Monday through Friday type of thing. Um, don't really see myself waking up Saturday morning and uh, <laughs> recapping Friday would, night's game or waking up on Sunday morning. There. But but yeah, I think um, I think I'm going to attempt to do that. I think it'll be more helpful. You know, the idea is someone's listening to you know that on their yeah. morning commute or during their lunch or you know during work or anything like that, and they they have the info they would need to you know make decisions before that night's game start. Um, and it would be like, you know, I'm just recapping what people yeah. went off last night, if anyone got injured, and then looking forward to the night's slate and, you know, saying, hey, you should start these guys, you should bench these guys, or you should pick mm-hmm. these guys up. Like, I think I think that would be a good format. And I'll still do the Sunday, like, week analysis as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and I will say too to, to all of our listeners, as much as I love basketball, this this whole thing, this whole project was absolutely the brainchild of Noah. Um, I mean, he, he is. I, I think you guys can tell. Like, he knows so much about basketball, just the ins and outs of it. Like, as, as much of a fan as I am, like I I don't think I I hold a cap to to Noah. So, I I want you to to take this for all it's worth, buddy. You know, go for it, and I will I will obviously hop in. Yeah, I actually wanted. I actually wanted to kick. I actually wanted to kick Colin off, but he owns the name rights to Ben Spider, <laughs> so I got to leave him on. Yeah, the, the, the copyright. That's that was the whole thing. Is is when when we started, I was like, you know what? If I copyright the name, I, he can't fucking kick me off. I'm not leaving. He's got no choice. I've got the logo. I've got the name. Because it would be so tough to to rebrand for you, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, but I, I still I still love talking ball with you. It's it's one of my favorite things. So um yeah, I just you know, I I'm I don't want my employer to listen to this. I'm not gonna say that, but you know, I've got some lifestyle changes coming up. Um might be heading back to school, so uh just less time in uh in my life right now, so um but we're still gonna bring you bench shatter. Because we both love it. It's just going to be a different format. And hopefully, for you fantasy nerds out there, it's a better format. Um, so, no, with that, with with the update, you know, out of the way, um, should we fucking talk ball? Let's talk some ball, Colin. Let's what are we talking ball, about baby. today? Yeah. All right. So, no, I, you know, with... Uh, with the season coming up, I just I think it's a, it's a good. I love that. I love this. I love betting. I'm a big betting guy. We have each selected five teams and the over under on win total for that team, and we've both we've both handpicked teams that that we're pretty confident which way they're going to swing <laughs> on the over under side. So, w- w- without further ado, should should I go first? Do you want to go first? I'll pick my first team. Colin, before we start, oh, okay. you said you are a betting man. I am a betting um, man, yes. Would you like to... So here, here's what we could do, oh, Colin. We, a we friendly each get our five source. picks. Okay, I like this. We each get our five picks, Colin. So, for example, the um, the Indiana Pacers over-under is 23 and a half. I'm looking so at So if it. the Indiana Pacers win 27 games, Colin, and you pick the over, you would get three and a half points. I see. And now, at the end of the season, whoever rushing. has the most points okay. between the two of us wins. Go ahead. I was going to yes. say, so now let's say the, the Oklahoma City Thunder win 20 games. Do I lose three and a half points? And you, no. No. So you if, just if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Okay, okay. Okay. I like it. So I can be yes. bold then. I can be bold. Okay. Yeah. And, you know. How much you want to throw a cool little? How much you thinking, Con? Um, like I said, I'm a betting man. I'll, I'll, I, I've got number. I've got a number in my head right now. I, you know, I. All right, I, let's say the number. Let, all right, let's both say our number on three, two, one. All right, ready. Three, two, one, a hundred. Hundo. Okay, perfect. Okay, we have the same number. All, all right. right, I like that. All right, I like that. All right. I just I feel it's a round number. 
it's a round number. It's good. It makes the stakes important. Um, I, I think you picked that because you think you have the advantage over me. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I just, <laughs> I love gambling. I love gambling more than anything. And having stakes on this, that actually, this makes it really fun. I, uh, yes, a hundred perfect. Um, hopefully that's high enough stakes that the listeners, you know, uh, are invested in this and they, they yell and scream and boo. Okay. All right. Well, with with that out of the way, you know, I, I really got to look at my, my shit. So, so then is this, <laughs> is this draft style? You know, like, could you, could you swing through and, and snag one of my teams? Because um, I, I, no, I have my, my five okay, locked in, Con. Okay. Okay. I've got one that, that I, I, I might change. Um, because you told me it was about <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'll even be a more of a gentleman con and I'll give you the first pick. Okay. All right. All right. Um, all right. I, I have to take it. I just, it's it, with the first overall pick in the 2022 bench chatter <laughs> over under $100 all in tournament. I have to take the Detroit Pistons at 29 and a half. And it's a scary number to me, Noah, because I'm taking the over. And I feel like the sentiment has been, how are the Pistons only 29 and a half? And when I first saw it, I was like, hmm, hmm, like, I could kind of see it. And then my, I, I was discussing and somebody pointed out the Pistons won 26 games last year. I don't think the team got worse. The team got better. I don't think Kate Cunningham's getting worse. I think Kate Cunningham's getting better. And when you factor all of that in, you're telling me that that's not worth three and a half wins? You're telling me that this this team couldn't mm-hmm. win 35 games? I just... I... Mm-hmm. It just... I, it puzzles me. It's Honestly, if this number was 32, I would feel so much more comfortable taking the over. Because it's so much lower than I thought it would yeah. be, it gives me pause. But I just I'm gonna ignore that that uncomfortable feeling I have, and just roll with it. You know, former Pacers legend Bojan Bogdanovic uh, was was traded there uh, amidst the Jazz blowing themselves up, and he's just a, a really solid role player. I think this team takes a step forward. Um, I don't give a shit about Killian Hayes anymore. You know, he's done. He's dead to me. And he doesn't matter. He doesn't matter, you know? Um, you know, in, in the draft this yeah. year. Getting... Let me walk Let me walk the listeners through, Colin, um, just what the Detroit okay. Pistons did in the free agency period. Okay. Um, they added Kevin Knox from the Knicks via free agency. They acquired Bojan Bogdanovic from the Jazz via trade. Wait, no. Alec Burks, you... Nerlens Noel, and Kemba. And Kemba. Kemba, and Kemba. Did you mention that Kevin Knox was the 2018 Summer League MVP? Because I feel like that's important for the listeners to know. I forgot. Yeah, you did forget. All right, well, that's on you, Paul. That's on you. Do you remember that? He was, like, like really good in the Summer League, and everybody was like, the Knicks are back, baby. This is it. He averaged, like, 14 points in Summer League. Oh. Good stuff. Good stuff. Just always a friendly reminder not to overreact to whatever happens in Summer League. It's never worth it. 
They um, also drafted Jaden Ivey with the fifth overall pick. Um, you know, a very likely rookie of the year candidate. Mm-hmm. Um, drafted Jalen Duren out of Memphis with the thirteenth overall pick. Love it. And they their notable their notable departures, Colin. Uh, Jeremy Grant was traded to the Trailblazers. Finally, they lost Kelly Olynyk and Saban Lee to the Jazz. Um, and that's really it, Colin. This this Detroit team is a notably better team than they were going to be last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the pairing of Kate Cunningham and Jaden Ivey is going to be absolute electricity. Um, I really like the addition of getting Jalen Duran, their center of the future. Um, Isaiah Stewart's still there. He's been shooting threes all this preseason and during the mm-hmm. summer. Um you know, Bojan Bogdanovic was a much-needed addition. You know, they're adding a 41% catch-and-shoot free three-point shooter to this team um, where Bojan will often find himself open, Colin, because Jaden Ivey and Kate Cunningham will be creating those opportunities for him. Um, it's a hell of a yeah. first pick, Colin. But I still... It's 29 and a half is a weird number, it's Colin, so especially low. with a year... With a year in which I think we're going to see a lot of teams purposely tanking, Colin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do we want to get into that yet? Or we can wait. We can wait. We can probably dedicate an entire episode to him. Victor Benyama? Victor Benyama. Hey, uh, Mr. French boy, Mr. Seven Foot Four, Kevin Durant. How are we today? Yeah, he, uh, he looks good. He looks very good. Uh yeah, the, uh, we'll have to we'll have to have a whole Victor episode here in I the know, near future. I was say, taking your entire franchise for seven lottery balls, interesting tactic. Let's see how it plays out. I'm in. I'm uh, in. Yeah, I would be into. I would be into. If I'm the Jazz, like all <laughs> fucking in, all fucking in. How could you not be? Um. Okay. Your your first your first overall second pick. With the second overall pick in the Colin bench chatter, Noah, over under win totals one hundred dollar <laughs> draft. All yeah, all in. I I will be taking the Denver Nuggets over at forty nine and yeah. a half, Colin. Yeah. Um Denver Denver sneakily, Colin, I think had one of the best free agencies out of any team. Um they <laughs> added Bruce Brown from the Brooklyn Nets via free agency. I think that is a fantastic pickup. Um, Bruce Brown is a bit of a small ball four-ish. If you're not familiar, he kind of plays like Gary Payton the second, um, who's now on the Trailblazers, actually. Yes. Um, know. You know, like just does the dirty work. Um, is a very avid cutter, um, which is what you want around a Nikola Jokic. Um, they also added DeAndre Jordan. Um, they acquired Contavious Caldwell Pope and Ish Smith from the Wizards via trade. Um, I think Contavious Caldwell Pope is an insane pickup for this Nuggets team. Um, you know, they were running Will Barton at shooting guard um, last season. Um, they are now hitting the upgrade to Contavious Caldwell Pope, a guy who's a very good three point shooter, a very good defender. Um, exactly what you want around Jokic. Um, they also drafted Christian Braun, 21st overall. Shout out Ren from Kansas, um, a guy who I think will see minutes for this Nuggets team. Um, notable departures. Notable departures, they lost Will Barton, Brent Forbes, yeah. Michael Green, Monty Morris, Austin Rivers. Um, yeah. I really like this Nuggets team, Colin. It really, it's riding on 
Jamal Murray at the end of the day. Um, we know Jokic is bringing it. The Nuggets are a hell of a team without Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. So if Jamal Murray can come back and even be, you know, a semblance of what he was when we saw him oh, in I the bubble. Oh, um, I, I think he will be. I think he will be. I think this Nuggets team has the potential to be the best team in the West. I think so, too. I think so, too. I saw this number. Uh, and, you, and you think about it, because what did they win last year? They were flirting with 50, right? They were like 48 wins last year? Yeah, they were right around there. And mm-hmm. they didn't have Jamal Murray or Michael Porter Jr. I mean, and I just, I don't think that the West got better. You know, like the Suns, I just, I, I question them. Warriors, obviously facing some inner team turmoil. You know, there's some rumors that Draymond might might be up. I don't know. I don't believe it, but, you know, um, and... And the Clippers actually have the best odds in the West. And that's just, that's risky to me. You know, like, I just, I don't, I don't know that a team. The Clippers, to me, will be playing maintenance during the regular season as well. Right? Like, you're telling me that after you just watched, because it's their last year with everybody under contract, right? Paul George is is done after this year, or did he sign a five-year deal? Um, Paul George, I think they both, I think Paul George signed an extension. I think they have Kawhi for one more season after okay. this season. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, either way, it, it clearly does not behoove them to, to win 55 games and get the number one seed if, if Kawhi and PG just simply aren't going to be healthy. Just not mm-hmm. worth it. So I don't love that. I don't know. Maybe I'm just soured on the Suns because they shit the goddamn bed and, in the postseason, um, but yeah, I could easily see the the Nuggets winning the Western Conference this year, or at the very least being the number one seed. Uh, it's just a, a fantastic team, and this was the team that was in the the Western Conference Finals in twenty twenty. So, you know, that's uh, that feels like a good omen. Prove me wrong. Um, all right, anything else you want to add on the Nuggets? Um, nope, your pick. All right, with my second pick. In, oh, okay, based on how we're doing this, I'm kind of handicapping myself here. But I just, I just don't see it. I, with the second pick, I, I am going to take the San Antonio Spurs under 22 and a half. Uh, <laughs> 22 and a half. It sounds like it should be an easy feat, doesn't it, Noah? It, it sounds like any <laughs> team in the NBA should be able to win 23 games if they really put their mind to it. Um, but here's the thing, Noah. I, I don't think that the Spurs have put their mind to it. And if anything, I, I think that the Spurs have put their mind into doing anything uh, but winning this year. Um, I, I'd, I'd like to read to you uh, who the Spurs project. They want to win that lottery. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I, I just... I, I want to read to you, like, their starting day five. It's going to be... Let me guess it. Okay, guess it. Should I try to guess it. Josh Primo at point guard. Nope. 
He's at least on their depth chart. He's not listed. At Devin. One. Devin Vassell at shooting guard. Yeah. Keldon Johnson. Uh, at small forward. Yes, the power forward actually is is what he's listed at because they've got uh, Jeremy Sochan in the starting lineup. Yeah, they've got Jeremy Sochan in the starting lineup. <laughs> and Jakob Bertel at center. Yeah, and they've got Trey Jones running the point. Mama mia, they're going to be awful. <laughs> they're going to be so bad. They're going to be so bad. I mean, like... Devin Vassell's like single game high last year was twenty one points. <laughs> it's gonna and, be a hell of a fantasy year for Kelvin Johnson though. Yeah, exactly. It's just gonna be the Kelvin Johnson show and Jakob Pertle's gonna get twelve rebounds and and maybe more because they're gonna miss <laughs> so many goddamn shots and, and I just I think that's gonna be it. I just not having anybody to run the point guard other than guys who should not be running the point guard. Um, like Josh Primo's listed as a shooting guard. I just, I don't know. It's just, it's such a young team. They're going to be so bad. They're going to be so bad. Pop even said, he came out and was like, I wouldn't bet on us. I would get your money as far away from the San Antonio Spurs as possible. Uh, which is an interesting thing to say when you're in, at the helm of a team. But... Yeah, I just I don't see them doing it. And again, with like the tanking, like why would you not? The best thing that could possibly happen to your franchise is Victor Wembanyama. You know, you're the Spurs. You're not a free agency destination, so go out and go out and do it organically. So that's I'm taking the under for that reason. Again, because like that's a good pick. I think it's safe, but, like, if they win 20 games, I, I hit, but I only get two and a half games, you know, which which might be really valuable, but, you know, I, I feel like there's a team that's going to be, like, eight games over under what their total was, and then that's going to be the money pick. You'd be surprised, Colin. Vegas is eerily, yeah, like, really scarily good. accurate with these over-unders. They're really, but, like, think about, um, like, the Suns last year winning, like, how many games did they win? Like, 65? You know, it, yeah. it was clearly like they they nailed the over. Like there's still there's still some anomalies out there. All right, your your second pick. Speaking speaking of the Phoenix Suns, con. Oh, I am actually going to take their under at fifty two wow. and a half. Really? Okay, because I thought um, about taking the Phoenix their over. Suns. Wow. The Phoenix Suns are a very interesting team, Con. Um, obviously had a very rocky end to their season, um, getting blown out by the Mavs in Game 7. Um, the whole DeAndre Ayton free agency scandal, or not scandal, but, you know, drama. Um, the Suns didn't really want to pay DeAndre Ayton what he wanted to be paid. Um, he was a restricted free agent. The Pacers did make a contract offer to DeAndre Ayton and the Suns inevitably the Suns inevitably, you know, matched after the whole Kevin Durant saga really ended for them. Oh, yeah. Um notable additions to free agency con were Damian Lee, Josh Akogi, Dwayne Washington Jr. 
Yeah. Um, notable you departures notable. were Aaron Holiday, Frank Kaminsky, <laughs> JaVale McGee, Alfred Payton. Yeah. Um, you know, they're roughly running back the same team, Colin, um, yeah. even adding Dario Saric back. Um, a lot of people probably forgot that he was hurt for all of last season. Um, but I just don't – I think the Suns missed their window, Colin. I think their window was these last two seasons. Um, there's rumors, you know, Jay Crowder hasn't even been to training camp yet, Colin. That's they're right. actively trying to find a trade partner for or them. I'd um, love the Bulls to get him. I think love Jay Crowder. DeAndre Ayton and Monty um Monty, I forget his last name. Monty didn't talk the entire offseason con after oh, their whole you know, DeAndre Ayton played fourteen minutes in that game yeah. seven, Monty Williams. Um I think that relationship is broken. I really don't think that can be repaired. Um it's tough to come back from. Uh the Suns are still gonna be a good team con, but honestly if they're over under being 52 and a half in a year where I think the Nuggets are better, the Clippers are better, potentially the Grizzlies are better. A lot of teams are going to be better in the West. Um, I think 52 and a half is a bit lofty. If I had to guess, I'd say they finish at like 48 wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't hate that. Yeah, the Suns, you know, I said, I, I think me taking the over was more gun to my head. Uh, just watching how they've behaved in the regular season and you know Chris Paul teams tend to overperform in the regular season underperform in the postseason so just that kind of moniker makes me think that they would they could potentially outperform um especially as you said they're running back basically the same team Booker is going to be brilliant this year I I I don't know I feel like with Aiden I know he's just scrunk Told, but he also just got paid $30 million a year, so uh, how upset can he really be, right? His con- was his contract four years for 127 Is that his contract? Something like that? Yeah, that sounds right. It was a fatty. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's getting paid dumb money. I, I feel like you kind of have to perform despite how mad you might be and, and upset with the coaching situation. You know, clearly the front office is going to step in. Um, the ownership isn't, so uh, he's got that going for him, I guess. Um, R.I.P. Robert Sarver, you piece of shit. Um, glad he's gone. Um, yeah, yeah, we didn't even know. mention that drama. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of drama we missed. You're talking about Udoka? Let's, uh, 30 seconds on Ime Udoka. Oh my god! He fumbled me along. I'm like, for I forgot all this stuff even happened. Honestly, right? It was like three weeks ago too. It wasn't even like that long ago. Um, no, <laughs> yeah, that's 15, an even bigger. Oof. Yeah, fifteen seconds. Uh, the Celtics made the uh, NBA Finals last year. They're going to be without their coach this year. How much does that affect the Boston Celtics? Um, I really don't think it affects them that much. I think they had a pretty good offseason adding Brogdon. Um, I think Brogdon's going to help them a lot. Um, All right, that was so your 15 honestly, seconds. That was your 15 people seconds. People forget, Colin, they had, a, people forget they, had a te- they had a terrible season pre-All-Star break. They did. People do forget. People do forget. Uh, yeah, people were, were talking about... So if they don't start off slow as shit again... We we said on this podcast, we, we asked the question, can Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum work together? I think we came out on top. I think we said, give it time. It, it can work, but um, somebody can get the receipts on that if they want. 
but uh, yeah, we look smart now. We look smart. Uh, anything else you would like to add on the Suns? Uh, no, your pick, Colin. All right. Uh, I am going to take, with my third, my personal third overall pick in the Noah Collin bench shatter over under $100 2023 NBA season all in tournament. Uh, I will be taking the Philadelphia 76ers at 50 and a half, the over. I think that the Eastern Conference is not nearly going to be as top heavy this year. I think it's, it's pretty clearly to me the 76ers, the Celtics, and the Bucks, and then there's everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we, we, can, we mm-hmm. can get to the, the team that I didn't mention that, you know, everybody might be raising an eyebrow at right now. But <laughs> I, I think that I, there's something to be said about James Harden taking less money. I think he is really going to commit himself Colin, to... Colin, I... No, let me finish, pal. All right? Um, I think that this team is incredibly talented. I think Embiid is overdue for an MVP. <laughs> I I think he's going to come out. I think he's going to make it really clear this year that, that he wants the MVP. I see this team winning 56-57 games this year. It's a really solid team. You know, you're going to get Maxi, you're going to get Tybal to take another step up. Um, they, they just, they really didn't have to mortgage off that much to get Harden. I think this is a really solid team. I think that the East is down this year. And uh, All right, all right, you're laughing at me. Go ahead, go off. No, I actually love this pick on. Oh, I think this oh, okay. is probably going to be one of the I think this is going to be one of I think this will be the best pick you make honestly. Um just fantasy wise con, I know we're drafting tomorrow for one mm-hmm. of our leagues. James Harden ADP right now con is 9. Um which is absolutely criminal. James Harden should probably be going in the top 5 of your draft. Um from all, you know, from all accounts con, people would probably say James Harden had a Pretty bad season last year. Dude still averaged 23.7 rebounds, 10 assists. Um, yeah. I think James Harden's due for a bounce back year. Like you said, I think Embiid's going to put together another MVP campaign. And I actually think, Con, they had one of the best off seasons out of any team in the league. Um, they added Montrez Harrell for very cheap. They added yeah. Daniel House Jr. from the Rockets. They added P.J. Tucker from the Heat. And people forget, Con, they traded for DeAnthony Melton on the draft night. Um, I think DeAnthony Mellon, I think P.J. Tucker, I think Daniel House are going to be massive, are going to be massive additions to this 76ers team, especially DeAnthony Mellon. Um, Dude was a 43% catch-and-shoot, three-point shooter last season. Um, Playing next to Harden is going to be awesome for him. He also led the league on in deflections per minute. Um, For him playing on a Grizzlies team where he wasn't playing that many minutes, he he got over, like, 250 deflections. I think the 76ers team is going to be really good, Con, and I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised if this over hits by, you know, five or six games. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that's just, that's my thought process. You know, it's, it's probably hampered by some injury risk, definitely Embiid and Harden are not um, guys who, who are known to play 82 games. So there's that aspect of it. 
um, that might hamper me, but I just honestly, if I were to bet a team to win the the Eastern Conference right now, I would pick the Seventy Six. So that's that's kind of where my mentality is coming from. Yeah, I certainly think that they will go after the regular season the hardest out of any of the teams. I think the Bucks are like kind of over, you know, mm-hmm. going super hard to get the first seed. Um, I think the Bucks realize that they don't need the first seed to go to the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Heat, after you know fizzling out in the playoffs last year because they went too hard in the regular season, are also going to take it off. Um, so really, real. I do really think it'll be them and the Celtics vying for that one seed. Um, so good pick on that's gonna that's gonna that's thank you. Pick. Thanks, baby. I appreciate it. All right, give me give me your numero three, two um, numero three. My third pick in the bench chatter over under win totals twenty twenty three one hundred dollar draft is the Portland Trailblazers over. 39 and a half column. I like that. I Um, like that a lot. This one just, this 39 and a half just seems quite low, Colin. I, you know, my projections have this team, you know, at a 44, 45 win team, which means I could gain five, six, four points here. Um, And I actually think they had a very good offseason as well, Colin. They added Gary Payton, the second, a.k.a. the Mm -hmm. Glove Jr., a.k.a. the Mitten, to this team. Which is something they desperately needed, Colin. They desperately needed a guy like Gary Payton. Um, Small ball four, can play next to Dame, does the dirty work, will take the best perimeter player, um, gets the steals, gets the assists, gets the defense for you. I think he's one of the best pairings that they could have put next to um, Dame Lillard. They also traded for Jeremy Grant, a rumor that was long overdue to actually happen, Colin. And I think Jeremy Grant is going to be a fantastic addition to this team. Um Jeremy Grant's had a pretty funny career, you know, um, career so far, Colin. Yeah, On the Nuggets, Jeremy Grant was, was strictly, you know, a, a wing defender. Yeah, he, he was, was. a wing defender. Um, he actually he switched the most pick and rolls in the league last year, Colin. He had a switch. He had a pick and roll switch rate of like seventy eight percent, which is absolutely insane. Um, dude is not afraid to guard anyone in the league, so he's gonna add that desperate wing defender that the Blazers needed. Um, the emergence of his scoring at during his time in Detroit is going to be a massive bump to this Blazers team. Um, you know, the ascension of Anthony Simons last season, I yeah. also think is going to help this Blazers team just, you know, to help take the load off of Dame Lillard a bit. And I think Dame Lillard is due for a fantastic season again, Colin. Um, you know, yeah. last season was a wash for the Blazers. So yeah. Dame wasn't his true self. Um, they also drafted Shade on Sharp 7th overall in the draft. One of the bigger question marks... Um, yeah, but he's coming pace, into so. a not very pressure-filled situation. So if he's half-decent, Colin, I think he's going to very much help this Blazers team. And I think 39.5 is too low for for a Dame Lillard-led team. I, I can't I think, let 39 and a half sit there. I think that's all you need to say. For a Dame Lillard healthy team, 39.5 is too low. I think that that alone is is fair. And then especially in the West, too, you've got so many bottom feeders this year. Like, what, you get to play the Rockets, the Spurs, the Thunder, the Jazz, three or four times apiece? Like, you know, you pick up ten wins there, you're looking pretty pretty at 39.5 wins. So, no, I I don't hate that at all. I, I thought about it. 
Um, all right. We're going to move on to the fourth round now. I said I would come back to it. Uh, I just took a team over 50 and a half wins, so I think it's only natural that I take a team under 50 and a half wins. And I'm going to take the Brooklyn Nets under 50 and a half wins. Uh, Noah, this is a team that had to play in the play-in game last year. Uh, and and they have Ben Simmons now, who is um, supposedly healthy. Although at uh, Nets Media today, today he uh, he airballed a wide open shot that he decided to take I that he that didn't clip. have to take. <laughs> that was all on him. Um, I just I think that there is so much dysfunction in this team. Uh, I I don't like what they did in the off season. It, it, in that they didn't go out and add any of the the pieces they needed to add. They didn't get a solid backup point guard. They didn't get that wing defender that they really need. You know, I, I guess you're, you're banking on Joe Harris coming back and being healthy this year, which I am Joe Harris fan. I'm one of the best spot-up shooters in the NBA. But there's just something about this team they added Bruce O'Neill. Oh, okay. All right. I'll, I'll give that to you. I, I forgot about that. I really did. Um, probably should have brushed off on, on them before I said that, but good point. Either way, I guess what it boils down to me is if I had to bet right now, is the drama in Brooklyn over? I would bet a lot of money that it's not. And we have watched that drama carry into this team so, so corrosively, corrosively, corrosively is the word I'm looking for. It's getting a little away. I just, I, it, it has less to do with how I view the individual basketball players and more to do with, I just, I don't, I think there's a good chance this team is not together by the trade deadline. I think there's a good chance. And for that, I think 50 and a half is just, it's a high win total. Thoughts, Noah? Yeah, this is going to be a very boom or bust pick on, and you're picking bust, and honestly, I'm kind of leaning the same way. Um, It really comes down to how many games are Kyrie, KD, and Ben Simmons going to play together this season? Um, And no one has the answer to that question, Colin, so I do think it's safer to lean under. Um, But if they play, if these three play, you know, 60, 70 games together, um, I could see them winning a lot of games. I I feel like this competition may come down to that pick, Colin, honestly. Yeah, and that's, like, there's a scenario where this team wins 38 games, misses the playoffs, and Kevin Durant's playing for the fucking Trailblazers in in March. You know? There's... There's that possibility. Um, you know, there's a possibility that, that Kyrie says, fuck Steve Nash and his TikTok dances. I'm out of here. I'm going to start the New World Order. Um, and we just never hear from them again. So it's it's that. I'm kind of playing the odds game here. Of like, you know, if, if they're going to win more than that, I don't think it's by much. But if they're going to hit the under... I feel like they're going to hit the under hard. And so that that's that's where I'm going with this. 
Mm-hmm. Good pick. Uh, I like that. I like that. That's going to be an important pick in these standings. I think so, too. Um, this is... I like the I like the risk with that pick, Colin, and I'm going to take a similar avenue with my fourth overall pick. And this is a pick where I am buying in on this team's best player being one of the best players in the league this season. If you take and I'm going right to now, take I'm the you. New Orleans Pelicans. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I like. I'm that. going to take the Pelicans over forty-four and a half, Colin. 44 and a half seems like a lot of games because it is. They only won 36 last season, Colin. But I am buying in on new look Zion Williamson. He's looking fit. He's looking muscular. Um, Zion, when he was healthy, Colin, two seasons ago, was one of the most dominant players in the league. And the yes. New Orleans Pelicans are a notably better team than what they were when he played for them last. Um no really notable additions or departures, Con. They added Dyson Daniels in the draft, who I think is going to be a banger pick for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, like the one. core of last season, Con, showed us that they were good enough and they were ready to be plugged. They were ready for Zion to be plugged in. Um, CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Jose Alvarado, Jonas Valanciunas, Larry Nance Jr., Trey Murphy, Herb Jones. Um, this yeah. is a good team, Con, and I am, I am vying on them being a notably I think Zion can win them eight more games honestly yes I agree I agree wholeheartedly yeah I mean we watched this team be very competitive with the Suns in the playoffs last year um who the Suns Suns to six games yeah without Zion without Zion Brandon Ingram looked like a goddamn dog in some of those games too like he's a, he can ball. He can he can hold his own. Um, McCollum's good. Uh, Alvarado is awesome. Uh, he's just a fun dude to watch. This is a fun team. Herb Jones. Herb, Herb Jones. Jones. Herb they didn't, Jones. Have, a, yeah, they didn't have a wing defender close to as good as Herb Jones is going to be. No. I think Dyson Daniels is going to be an awesome pairing in the backcourt with either Brandon Ingram or CJ McCollum. This team is going to be one of the teams where I watch – I watch a ton of Pelicans games because they're going to be must-watch TV, I honestly think. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I agree with that take. The Pelicans are going to be hella fun to watch this year. Um, you know, I've been reading a lot of stuff. Zion's hungry. He would, He came out he said he was depressed with not being able to play basketball last year. I, I do think in his heart of hearts he is just a dude who loves basketball, um, which which I think is important. I think that, that can go a long way. When you're an NBA basketball Quick 15, player. Con. Where would you draft Zion in fantasy? Um, uh, probably at the turn of the first and second round. Probably around 13, 14. Where I would be taking Zion. Uh, I have not done a lot okay. of fantasy research, okay. to, to be quite honest. But I, I think I can name, fantasy-wise, 10 dudes. Catterpoint. Catterpoint. That's important. I point, I'd take him a little bit higher. Cat, I don't know. Actually, Cat, he might be more valuable. Ah, he doesn't take a lot Cat of threes. Cat, he is probably better. Think about yeah. the field goal percentage. Yeah, the field goal percentage is huge. Points are huge. Boards are huge. His assists are fine. Blocks are going to be there. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Cat, Cat he's probably a little bit more valuable. Um, yeah, I like him at the turn. Where, where I, will, would you I will give you one. 
I'll give you one quick fantasy tip, Con, before okay. we draft tomorrow night. Okay. You should take bare minimum two centers before the fifth round. At the end of the fifth, you should have two centers. Or else you will be fucked. And basically, in all the mock drafts I'm doing, which I've been doing nothing but that for the last week, um, at the turn at the mid third round, there basically goes a run of centers where it's like Miles, Jonas Valanciunas, DeAndre Ayton, Christian Wood, Jakob Pertl, stuff like that. And at the end of that, there will be nothing left. Okay, that that's good advice. Um, well, are we doing cat or points tomorrow? Points is tomorrow, right? Points. Points. Okay. All right. I'll, I will do some mock drafts before I go to bed. Um, Alrighty, Noah. My last pick. I, I've, I've kind of been wishy-washy on it. Um, but I think I'm, I'm going to surprise you a little bit. Um, but it is... Objectively, the safest pick on the board. There is not a pick... No, that is safer than what I'm about to say out loud. Do you have a gander as to what team this is? I actually don't. It is the Toronto Raptors at 45 and a half wins. I am hammering, hammering the over. No, are you ready for this? Really? In the 2012-2013 season, um, and excluding the 2020-2021 season, the Toronto Raptors have hit the over on win totals 10 of the last 11 years. Wow. Wow. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Nick Nurse is a top three basketball coach. Uh, this team, in my mind, is, is going to get better. I, I it remind me what their free agent um, happenings were. I, I recall they didn't make too many splashes. Yeah, pretty quiet um, off season from them. They they didn't really add anyone of importance other than Otto Porter Jr. And they Which didn't really have anyone leave of importance. Yeah. Um, and so they won 48 games last year. This is a team that... It's, all really, it's really all on the development of Scotty Barnes for me. Yeah, but the thing about this, like, Scotty Barnes is a rookie and they won 48 games. You tell me I get him at 45 yeah. and a half? Like, this is just yeah. a team that shows up in the regular That's season. That's a good pick. This is a fantastic coach. It's a solid team. Fred Ventfleet, um, I, I I like him to make another All-Star game. Siakam is maybe the most underrated player in the NBA last year with how good he was. Um, I just I, I think it's a good team defensively. Yeah. They're really solid. As you said, Scotty Barnes is is looking to take a step up. OG Anunoby is one of the, the best perimeter defenders, and he's been shooting the three ball really well. I just think that this is a team that wins. And it's as simple as that. And that stat. And when you have Colin, a stat like Siakam, that, you Siakam on ESPN. 
Uh-huh. Siakam on ESPN has small forward through center eligibility. Why? Guys should not be escaping the second round of your draft. No. No. I mean, what did he average last year? He was like a 25, like, 7, 6 guy. Like, he was insane. Damn near like 25, 7, and 7, basically. Yeah, he was. uh, He actually led the league in minutes. Yeah, Siakam had a really good season. Uh, He was. We inflated a little bit, but he was 23 points, 8.5 boards, 5.5 assists. One and a half steals again. Somehow it did not make the All Star. That's game, awesome. Yeah, that I mean those are killer stats. Killer stats. Um, yeah, I just I think that the Raptors are maybe the most well run organization in the NBA right now, and I just think it's a fool's game to to try to bet against them. So that is why my fifth pick in the Colin Noah bench shatter annual 2023 long form over under $100 all in bed pick is the Toronto Raptors no you have one more pick Colin I will tell you right now that this last pick will be the league bet winner for me um, the winner. This team's like over-under is just already. a bit too low for me, Con. I'm calling that this team will be the one who wins me this bet. Let me ask. Let me ask. And Let me ask. you're going to love ask. it, Con, because... Oh, I already know who it is. I already <laughs> yeah. know who it is. You, are you, you going to say it or am I going to say it? You say it. I want to hear your guess. It's got to be the Oklahoma City Thunder. It is not, Con. It is Ooh. a team that you are a very, very big fan of. Okay, well, it's one of two teams then. It's it's either the Bulls, and I, I, I'm staying away from the Bulls. So then, and you already picked the Nuggets. I'm touching the Bulls. Uh, so then, it, it's got to be the Sacramento Kings. Unless I'm a fan of it another team that I don't Sacramento know about. Okay, okay, okay. I was going to say, but it's not the Sacramento Kings. I have no idea. <clears throat> I thought you liked that. I am taking their over, over at 33, 33 and a half, Colin. Um, mm-hmm. I very much believe so that this Sacramento Kings will be flirting with the playoffs. Honestly, I think they'll be a 40 win, around 40 wins team, Colin, which would give me six and a half points in this little competition we're doing. Yeah. Um, I think they had a pretty good offseason, Colin. They added Malik Monk. They added Kevin Huerter. They added Keegan Murray from the draft. Um, three guys who are immediately going to be in their rotation. Malik Monk and Kevin Huerter, Colin, were both 41.9% three-point shooters on catch-and-shoot last season. Um, something the Kings just desperately did not have last season. Um, I, Keegan Murray's an immediate starter for them. He's going to play a lot of important minutes next to Harrison Barnes in that 3-4 spot. Um, I think Keegan Murray is going to be a perfect fit for this Kings team. And I honestly think the Sabonis-Fox pairing is pretty good. Um, you know, a lot of the stats are in their favor. And I think this team's winning 40 games gone, and 33 and a half is just a little too low, honestly. I I like that. I like that. Um, I don't... 
I don't know about 40 wins. I mean, they're still the Kings. I guess you you got Davion Mitchell, De'Aaron Fox, Sabonis. To me, it's it's kind of similar to the New York Mets. You know, like as good as is they look at any given point, you know, Mets gonna met, and they do, and they lose the division after winning a hundred games. I just I I feel like King's gonna King. Like there's just gonna be something so horrendously stupid that they do that they're going to end up at, at 34 wins. You know, I I think you're right that the 30 and 3.5 and is maybe a little bit low, but I feel like that's pretty close to the ballpark that I, I would put them at. I, I'd peg them as like a 35-win team, not a 40-win team, which still puts you, you know, in the points. You know, like, And I don't. That's fair. That's fair. You know, and, and here's the thing, though, like, you know, we're, we're acting like all of our pitch, picks are going to go five for five. Um, there's very little likelihood that that happens. Uh, if if I could go five for five automatically on anything, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I I wouldn't have to deposit as much money into DraftKings as I currently do. So, um, I like this though. I like the format. I like the, how it's weighted. I like that we got a friendly wager on it, and. Uh, you know, I'm excited to get get back into bed shatter, baby. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to season three. So, Mike, and before we you know depart our listeners, I want mm-hmm. to leave you with one more fantasy show. tip, Con. I will. I'll give you this one for free. Okay, it's for free. I'll give you. I'll give you this one for free, Con. For free, hey, come on. Take um, it's also a very insane. It's also an insane stat, Colin. Um, well, as we know, Rudy sense. Gobert got traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves over the, over the offseason. Mm-hmm. The For Minnesota Timberwolves con as a team last season. <laughs> and like four players. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but that, that's something we'll talk. We'll talk about the T-Wolves, <laughs> the Cavs, the Hawks, all at a later point. Yeah, um, that can be next But week. the Timberwolves as a team con completed, they completed seven successful alley-oops as a team last season. Rudy Gobert on his own, Colin. Seven alley-oops all season, Colin. Rudy Gobert Gobert on his own had 84 successful alley-oops last season. Okay. That's pretty good. I think D'Angelo Russell will be... I think D'Angelo Russell is going to be a very good fantasy pick this year for where he's going to get taken... Which is somewhere, you know, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. I think he's gonna have a lot more alley oops to Gobert, basically. I don't hate it. I mean Gobert certainly doesn't uh stretch the floor, but I think I don't know. I, I'm very curious to see what the Timberwolves look like. That's what they got cat for. You know? Yeah, I know that is why they have cat. Um you know, I, I think this will answer kind of that, that age-old question of was was Gobert truly getting played off the floor? Did the Jazz really just not know how to use him? Um, you know, I I feel like in this system he he's relied upon even less offensively, which might make him even more dangerous. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I, I think that might be his bread and yeah. butter. Is, is I mean, the man's a walking through. top 10 defense on his own, basically. Yes, exactly. Exactly. But offensively, you know, if if you have to pay attention to D'Lo and Cat, there's nothing more dangerous than, than the seven foot five man just standing under the basket ready to yam at any given point. I don't know. I okay. Alright, I like that. Thank you for, for that free pick. I'll take it to the bank. If we're back to back tomorrow, I'm just gonna no try to in thing take everybody that you want to pick first and then you're going to scream that's my goal <laughs> your screams of and English. we want to thank you guys the listeners yes. for listening to another episode of bench chatter the common man's nba podcast we're back ready to provide you guys with lots of content over the season and we will hopefully see you guys soon I agree. Thank you guys for listening. Love you all. Peace.